Zero Hours, Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero Hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and other creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian and freelance defence coordinator, Sarah Johnson. Hello! Hello. I'm all right, how are you? Good. It's very hot today. Yeah, I, I'm glad we're actually, um, it, you're not videoing this and this is on a podcast because I'm really sweating. My moustache is sweating. Oh, no. <laughs> right. I took a bick to my moustache, you know, like uh, those those plastic um, razors. Are you not meant to do that as a lady? Is it unladylike? Um, you, know, if you, you can take a bick to wherever you want to. <laughs> I'm saying because you know it's the day and age of I don't know why I did that I could, nobody could see that <laughs> the power fist oh, don't know if I could say that either um no I just think it just comes if you do it with a bick it will come back like a hedgehog so it's up to you because I heard that that was a rumor but then hedgehog chin <laughs> I don't know if that's true is it true is it real I thought it was an old wives tale what when you shave it with a bick yeah. Yeah, it just come back coarser. I oh. pluck mine. Yeah. I've got a ten times magnifying mirror, and a uh, crikey, they look like you know. You ever seen the fly? You know the film. Where he <laughs> goes out on his back, and he's got those spikes coming out of his back. That's yeah. my chin. Oh no! But to be fair, I think nothing would look great under a ten times magnifying mirror. I don't want to see myself magnified that close. That's yeah. scary. As I say, my tip is only use it on your face. Don't look anywhere else with it. <laughs> Downstairs, you know that. You do not want to see ten times magnified. It's scary. <laughs> no min shots. No, not saying that I've looked. <laughs> you have though, I'm here. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I was trying to cover that up. I have. I want to see it again. (laughs) Until the next time. Forever engraved. (laughs) Until the next time I have to look. and I can't bend down that far these days. Do you know what I mean? I have to have it on a stick. Because I can't see past my belly. It's just like, yeah. Like when they're checking for bombs and the cars. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's exactly this. What are you doing? Can I have one of that? What do you want it for? <laughs> I need to check for a bomb in my pants. <laughs> I don't know what I'm checking for, to be honest. I just see if it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Close up. Oh. Get on to this. I don't know. It's very quick, isn't it? But I like it. It's good. I remember. I, like it. <laughs> I did do one once where I was at a hotel and there was a very important person staying there and they came checking for bombs. And they're like, is anything, does anything look different? And they got this dog, and I was so scared. I was like, "This is I've only worked here an hour. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like normally. It's frightening. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is, when they do stuff like that, you feel guilty, even though you're not. Yeah. It's like, fine. I, I put a bomb down. <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> you're going there again, aren't you? <laughs> so, I mean, we should probably get down to what the people paid for. Um what is like what's your worst job then oh god so how long is this podcast did we <laughs> you can go for as long as you like <laughs> okay well what i would do is i'm going to give you a list and then mm-hmm. you can choose the story all right then so i was a nanny in singapore for an english fairground 
travelers i guess i don't know is the pc yeah yeah travelers? yeah, yeah. um and i did a runner from there so that's one okay okay let's just start with that one then <laughs> i like that one i want that one i want that. have i peaked have i gone too soon with the <laughs> No, no, yeah, we'll work through the list, it's fine. So I um, I was in my 20s, I think, um, and uh, it's one of those ones that it was my mum's best friend's hairdresser's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. So the hairdresser was a settled traveller and she was did mum's friend's hair and her daughter was taking a fairground to Singapore. Now, fairgrounds, at the time, they were made up of families, so aunties, uncles, you know, like the auntie and uncle had run the dodgems or they would do the hooker duck and stuff like that so i was working for the main sort of a um the boss of the fairground if you like so went over to singapore i was working seven days a week um from about seven in the morning to two o'clock in the morning no break for about a hundred pound a week oh my god all the cleaning all the cooking minus 10 pounds an hour (laughs) not london living no oh it's just horrendous um and i was shattered i was absolutely shattered um and basically i did a runner (laughs) um i was basically there for a year or so i think i managed about four months um and it was the little girl that was looking after it was a little girl little boy but the little girl you know like like trying to hold the child and she was kicking me in the chest and i was just like so i was like no can't have this and I walked in and the parents were in the in the bedroom and I just went I'm leaving and sort of walked out and the dad come running looking at looking for me and I had to go and hide in uh, what I should do let me just rewind that fairgrounds are made up of workers which are the lads that put up the fairground right they're not travelers mm-hmm. but in a traveler's eyes they're seen as the lowest of the low right um and then they called me a joskin that's their nickname for me because I wasn't a traveller, I wasn't a work, worker. And they said, you can't um, talk to the workers because they're, you know, beneath us. That's how they sort of saw it. And I said, can I miles from home? So technically, they're like me then. They're not yeah. travellers. So I'm going to talk to the... That was frowned upon. Frowned upon. Um, so I'd made, obviously, friends with these lads. And I had to go and hide in one of their apartments try and get home because oh. the dad was sort of after me and um yeah they they had suitcase of money under the bed that kind of stuff yeah um, oh, I, part of me right i'm holding back of saying too much about this because i am still scared i'm 50 yeah. <laughs> <20s>. <laughs> and i still don't go to fairgrounds to this day yeah it's weird, isn't it, how um, you, oh, you end yeah, up holding on to it? Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds terrifying. So how did you get home then? I mean, I'm assuming you did. Open... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just still there. I'm still here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd, luckily, I'd got an open return. So I just managed. But it was the fact that I couldn't get on a flight until a couple of days later. That that was the, the thing of it. But um, yeah. I, I am holding I really am holding back on on some of the stories I don't know why yeah I mean that's fair enough I think scared yeah <laughs> I get it though and it, it's um 
it's a shame, isn't it, that uh, employers loosely use that term because it does not sound like you were much of an employee on those wages. I don't think I had any uh, pension. Let's put it that way. No, <laughs> no holiday pay. No holiday pay. Uh, just it, it, yeah, forever ingrained on my brain. That is. I actually wanted to write it as a um, film. I had an yeah. idea of writing all of this as a film um, because. Just the things that went on inside the stealing, the drugs, the you know, that and I saw it. I it, I was living it. Do you know what I mean? So it was going. You can't go. Oh, that's that's um. What's the word I'm looking for? Not presumptuous. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, when they just go. Uh, oh, you're just talking about a stereotypical. Yeah. Traveller. I'm like now. I've actually lived with them. You know <laughs> what was going on? Fighting and. You know, the daughter of, uh, the, sorry, the sister of my boss, walking down the street, there was an absolutely fantastic motorbike parked up. She got on it, took it off the kickstand, and I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then she just got off it and then just threw it on the floor. <laughs> and, for, and then it was like, run! I was just running. I was fit. <laughs> I mean, it sounds very exciting. Oh, I'm having, uh, can we move? I'm having heart palpitations thinking about, yeah, yeah. So what's the next one on the list? <laughs> I won't press you too much. The other one that sticks in my head is a well-known burger chain. Yeah. An M, with an M. An M. Yeah, fuck it. I don't think any corporation, corporations are listening to this. McDonald's. Um, <laughs> worked at McDonald's. Lasted four days on that one. Wow. Um, because member of staff or a couple of members of staff thought it highly hilarious to lock me in the freezer. Oh no! But so is it like I'm assuming a walk-in freezer, and yeah. they didn't like crush you into a. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a it was one of them uh, chest freezers, you know, <laughs> where they like shove me in my arms, and legs. And so, guys, I don't think this is legit. <laughs> no, just get in there. Get in there. What for? You have to do this as part of your training. You know, it was the, the massive walk-in freezery bit, and it's just like, can you go and get, you know, more fries or whatever? So I walked in, and it was like that. Doof, what? Yeah. Quite traumatised to that, and they thought it was highly hilarious. Yeah. So thinking back, I mean, I could have sued. Yeah. How long were you in there for? Um, Again, that's blurred out. Can't remember. <laughs> I think the panic attack took over. So right, yeah. <laughs> that was that. And then at the top, I wasn't get. let's put it this way. Uh, I was never going to get any stars. Right. The badge was empty. You know what I mean? I was like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, so, <laughs> so, a couple of things on that. So, four days, what happened? I used to wear contact lenses. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, right, you're on fries. And I'd be like, doing the thing, the salt or whatever it is. I was going to say sugar. That's wrong. <laughs> disgusting. And um, I was like, looking at this going, is somebody burning something? It, it, somebody, I can't see. And it was the grease on my contact lenses had completely clouded. So it looked like I thought something was burning, you know? Like, oh, God. Oh, oh that's awful. Uh, and then they moved me to another station, which was uh, chicken nuggets, the chicken sandwich, um, apple pies. I don't know, remember the stations now. It's quite a bit, putting it all together. And I'd come in, I was a student, in, it was in Stratford. And I'd come in and I was so hung over and I was just on automatic you know one Saturday just like making these chicken sandwiches and stuff and then I just stopped and I thought I can't remember if I've put the chicken in that I've done <laughs> a load of them and I think it's just lettuce <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't it's not be healthier 
a bit healthier. Uh, and again, and there's a running theme on this. I don't know if you'll know, but I walked out. <laughs> that running theme. Um, I just went like that with the calf and I went, see ya. I mean, the uniform was hideous. Anyway. But I suppose on the upside of that, four days uh, on a lunchtime, you can have what you want. Okay. So that's not too bad. I think long term, you don't want to be having Mackies every day, but short term, fantastic. Yeah. So was. Given the time frames here, was McDonald's ten times worse than uh, the the fair in no. Singapore? No. Tro- oh, uh, um, yeah. So Singapore, there's a theme here because that was four months in Singapore and it was four days. Maybe there's a four, four and four that I've not actually realised that it's anything longer than four. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Um, no, I think trauma-wise, I think Singapore is obviously the most traumatic I would rather be locked in a freezer than go back to Singapore. Uh, so we can send that quote to the Singapore Tourism Board. Um, yeah, I'd rather be locked in a freezer than come back here. <laughs> so, because I never got it with like, um, you know, in TV series, because whenever I've been in a walking freezer, they have a big green button on the back of the door that just releases it, so you don't get locked inside. Did they, like, barricade it or something? Again, um, as I sort of uh, uh, said to you, I was in my 20s. Right. Then that was another in my, in my 20, my 20s. Were, and um, so that was 30 years ago. Right. 30, I'll say that again, 30 <laughs> years ago. I can't remember what it did yesterday. Fair enough. So, so, so button-wise, it's probably a massive one that I didn't even know was well i think that perhaps um mistakes and, and incidents such as yours may have had to happen in order for uh people like me uh, to not then get locked in freezers yeah I, I think the key there for everybody that's listening out there is look for the button wherever you are yeah <laughs> look for your button <laughs> button whatever you're doing wherever you are <laughs> Maybe uh, enough people died in the freezers. So you'll remember this and you'll, I mean, if they walk in and go, can you go and get some more nuggets out of the freezer? And there's Sarah, well, I was Sarah Wolf back then. I wasn't even married. Oh, that's a cool surname. Wolf. I know. I was going to keep it for my stage name. I don't know why I didn't. And then she's still in there. She's frozen. What are we going to do with it? And they're just loads of trainee McDonald staff (laughs) against the wall. Yeah, that what a horrible legacy. Like, what you, what can you do? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. and anyway, I've um, never been back into that McDonald's in Stratford, so they're ah, lost. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Actually, that sorry, I know it. The, so the next job after that, where I yeah. went after that, was the probably the best job I've had. <gasps> Good. That's what we also want to hear. Tell me about your best job. So I went from there to work on the cash desk at Safeway. So it was Safeway okay. back then. What is it now? I think they turned into... No. Did they go to Morrison's or... Because I remember Safeway. Yeah. I don't know what they turned into, to be honest. No. Maybe one of the listeners can write in. (laughs) Yeah. Write in. uh, P.O. Box. Derby. (laughs) P.O. I don't live in Derby, so that'll never get there. Anyway. Me neither. And it was great because when you scan, Mm. when you scan, there's a computer upstairs that on it for each till tells you your scanning rate and how much you're putting through the till and you know yeah. how fast you work in so it's a bit of competition to see who could obviously get through the most customers chucking <laughs> it down go on pack it quick as you can um and i just like no pressure there's no it's once it's done gone 
you know, you're not taking work home with you. It was just lovely chatting to the customers. And the only thing that really annoyed me was when people had like an 80, 90 pound shop and they'd pay for it all in vouchers. Ah, I'd be that cunt, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like that. You haven't even got any nappies. (laughs) Take it back. Yeah. (laughs) I like that because then we could have the... um, reduced items um nice knock it knock it down which which actually i went oh my god i don't know if you've ever experienced uh do you know nina gilligan yes fabulous female comedian i love her love it a bit and every time i see this happen in a supermarket i think of nina because she does it in her set she calls it the benefits buffet (laughs) so you know the reduced items and i went into morrison's up the road the other day never been scared to death and i'm never going back but they were doing a knockdown on the on the meat counter yeah nearly a fight oh my god that sounds awesome this bloke was he was he was shielding this like keeping everybody else away while his wife was shoveling all the meat back into their trolley from the from the buffet wow (sighs) i'm scared i'm not coming in here again so who did you punch for a stick Because I could see you getting into that. Yeah, I think, well, what I did as they were sort of heading off back down the aisle, I pegged it on my trolley, like lifted my feet up, rolled it down, and as they come around the corner, bashed into their trolley, rolled it, RTA, you know, and it literally <laughs> spilled everywhere, and I just nicked it all and then pegged it. <laughs> I didn't, but I'd love to have done that. Oh, God, yeah, that would have been, that would have been in for the sitcom, wouldn't it? That, that, that. <laughs> Give me that, you yeah. <laughs> supermarket sweep it <laughs> literally like, you can't eat that many steaks <laughs> freezing them don't talk to me about freezers i was locked in one <laughs> you heartless bitch <laughs> start having a panic attack i'm sorry take the sticks Stick. i was locked in a freezer <laughs> how long were you at surfways for um about a year i think yeah oh, okay oh, that's because i was at um I was doing a TV and film makeup and hairdressing course in Stratford. That's what that was. So okay. I had a part-time job to, keep, to pay the rent while I was yeah. doing that. Is that Upon Avon or the one with the Westfield Shopping Centre in it? Upon the Avon. Oh, the the Shakespeare one. The Shakespeare one. And now, I don't know, it's one of those things. You see, I've lived all over the place. I've lived in Cambridge, I've lived, as I say, Singapore, Portugal. And when you're trying to get to your place of work or wherever you're going, oh, I don't know, it's dodging the tourist. You're just like that, oh, move. God, I can't get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So annoying. Oh, God, yeah. I used to work so just off Oxford Street and that was the worst walk to be uh running late for work at because people would just stop and be like oh look at that they've got tea towels with the queen's face on them shall we get one and you're like fuck off <laughs> just move yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and and it's the thing that they do is they stop suddenly as well or yeah come out of, my pet hate is when people come out of a shop and just stand still or they go in a shop at top of an escalator and then they just stand still Oh my god! Racking up behind you here, mate. Yeah, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Shove him in the back. Move. Yeah, I think um, I think that should be uh, just standard um, advice for anyone going to anywhere as a tourist. Get out of the fucking way. Yeah. People live here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think just put them in. Well, now everything's cordoned off, isn't it? You know, safe distance and all that. I think you just put them in a pen there until you're ready to move off. <laughs> the tourist yeah. pen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Standing there with your maps until you know where you're going, then <laughs> the pen. Yeah, it's safe to go outside. Or, or have another, you know, they've got the cycle lanes. Have the, uh, you know, residence lane. Yeah. Tourist lane. Yeah. That let's, get, let's get everything moving a bit quicker. Let's keep it going, guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, you do know that tourists would just stand in the residence lane. <laughs> Because they don't know what it means. I remember yeah, stopping. Right. And then they just start fighting each other. Yeah. I stopped to watch a brass band play in Brighton in a cycle lane. And I genuinely thought a cyclist was going to punch me. <laughs> Fed up. Sorry. Can I just clarify that was the brass band in the cycle lane? No, I was in the cycle lane. I thought it was a bit weird. I'd have preferred it if the brass band were in the cycle lane. But... Yeah, just marching down it. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, cyclists. Uh, do you know what? Um, I love you even more now. For <laughs> I actually love you even more now, the fact that you've stopped to listen to a brass band. <laughs> Because I was actually in a brass band for many years. What did you play? Uh, solo E flat horn. Nice. Um, and I've recently bought one off uh, eBay. Oh no, Facebook yeah. Marketplace. And this guy was just, it was dirt cheap as well. Dirt, dirt cheap. And he was just like, I, I sort of had a go on it when I went to pick it up. And I thought, I know what he's done here. Because he was just like, oh, it, it doesn't work very well. It's not great. And I was like, oh, I'll just have a little uh, see what he's done here. And I thought, I know what he's done. He's taken the valves out to clean it and he's put them in wrong. He doesn't know how to put them back in so it didn't work. And I was like, uh. oh, I knocked him down a bit more, you know, <laughs> giving him the cash. Pegged it home, went like this, cleaned it all up and went like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Idiot, it works. Tricked him. <laughs> and then I started playing it. The dog hates it. Oh, no. I mean. Fucking hates it. He's like, what is that noise? <laughs> Your house, your rules, though. If you don't like it, you know, it's right and go. I am that person that cries at a brass off. (laughs) How did you get into that? Was it a marching band? No, God, no. No, you see, I don't know. I'm not walking anywhere. No. No, Uh, sit down. (laughs) Is it walking? Not interested. Um, Sit down, one. Yeah, I'm in. So... I was, it's actually at school, secondary school. So, um, again, we, we toured. We went to Canada and America. We went to wow. France. We went to Germany and played in a, a umpire beer, Keller beer festival thing. Played under the Eiffel Tower. That was lovely. Nice. Um, stayed at Michigan State University. Oh. I know. All in the, yeah, and my husband still now to the state goes at this one time at band camp. <laughs> Just because you've had a more interesting life than him. <laughs> well, I say that he grew up in Hong Kong, so. Well, I grew up in Rochdale. You've all got to grow up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, husband of mine, with your public school, sleeping at school on your desk. Uh-huh. That's what the kids thought. I said, Daddy used to go to a private school, you know, he boarding school, he slept at school. <laughs> what, he actually just had to like sleep on his desk? Like, yep, that's what happens. That's what happens in those places. Oh, what a horrible existence that would be, chained to a desk. God, yeah. Which is probably why, uh, yeah, that thought alone, even though I've had many, many jobs, um, why I'm self-employed. Yes, because... I think I'm unemployable. <laughs> Spends too much time in freezers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I put that on the CV. Um, you know, if, if, oh, God, just, I don't know. I started out doing secretarial stuff. I worked at my very first job was at NatWest Bank. 
and I yeah. was a secretary and I went on the cash desks and just different things. Um, and then I left there and I was a, a pensions and insurance secretary for this guy. And my dad always used to say to me, you can't say stuff like that. You are not going to, oh, for goodness sake, you're not going to last long in that job. So my boss used to come out and be like the typing pool, you know, and he'd go, um, how about, oh, how about tea, coffee? And I'd go, yeah, go on then if you're making it. <laughs> yes. So I straight for every time I was like, you can't say that. You're supposed to make your boss's cup. I'm not making him a cup of tea. He offered. A cup of tea. Yeah, he offered. Go and put it put the on then. You know where it is. Exactly. That was, yeah, that was me. So off he trotted. <laughs> off he went. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Stuart, wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, he was old, he's probably dead. Oh. Um, <laughs> that was awful. Oh, yeah. sorry. Like that. I made you a cup of tea now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe. Like that dog from Come Outside. Definitely dead. Um, so, what? Pudsy's dead. What? Pudsy. Oh, I thought you meant uh, the bear. The dog. I don't know what made me think of that. Oh, that would be a rough children in need, wouldn't it? Pudsy's dead. Uh <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we, who would replace it? Who would replace him? Duh. Mr. Maybe someone with two eyes. No, no, Mr. Blobby. It's got to be. Oh, I don't even think. I don't even know why you have to think about it. No, he makes such a creepy fucking noise, doesn't he, Mr. Blobby? Oh my god! Can you imagine waking up to that sound? Oh my god! I'm gonna die. This is it. <laughs> I'm going to be smothered by a pink blob. <laughs> well, what is it? Yeah, my, husband's put, <laughs> my husband's put on a bit of weight, so that's... Aww. I don't know what it is. I don't know what Mr Blobby is. No. Annoying is what he is. <laughs> I, I would, it's another one I'd punch. Really? I'm quite violent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see you fighting Mr Blobby for discount yeah. steaks and Morrison's. <laughs> oh, game on, bring it on. That is like the generation... Supermarket sweet flipping um, ninja warrior, whatever you want to call it, bring it on. Let's do that game show. Fucking Evan. All the contestants are menopausal women because mm-hmm. that would, do you know what I mean? We need that to get that <laughs> to get that anger out. You do, yeah. I don't, what would be more scary? A load of Mr. Blobbies charging towards you, or a load of menopausal women charging towards you? Um. I mean, I think it's pretty equal, but I would say probably the Mr. Blobbies, just because they don't, the eyes, they're too big and they don't blink. (laughs) I don't like anything that doesn't blink. No. Like, lizards lick their eyes, don't they, to keep them damp. Yeah. Maybe that's what he does. I don't like anything that's that's not got a tear duct. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. I can do that, yeah, that's. That's scary, that is. That's scary. You don't have the capacity to cry, I'm not interested. Yeah, if you can't, sh- yeah. If you can't cry at Brassed Off with me, <laughs> I am not interested. <laughs> heartless, heartless. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what that is, so. so uh, right, so. What did you want to be when you, when you were young? What do you want to be when you grew up? That's easy. Yeah? I wanted to be in Pan's People. What's then, that? Oh! <gasps> You see, he's too young to himself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you see, right, Top of the Pops. Yeah, I'm aware of, yeah. aware of Top yeah. of the Pops. Right, okay, so Top of the Pops had, so the, obviously the bands were on. Yeah. And then they had a dance troupe, 
uh, that used to come on and a bit of an interval of dancing to a song or two these beautiful absolutely beautiful dance routines of a bit of a and the costumes a bit floaty but you know so i used to go up and down the lounge doing all the dance routines and i <coughs> desperately desperately oh, so wanted to be in pan's people i'd like i want to be in pan's people um yeah uh, i don't i blame my parents for not seeing the talent yeah to say go for it i was only five at the time but it doesn't matter you know um because there was there was pan's people legs and co and um Hot Gossip. Now, Hot Gossip were a bit raunchier. They wore sexy outfits. And Sarah Brightman was in Hot Gossip. Ah. And, um, the Phantom of the Opera film. Yeah. And, um, Andrew, what attracted you to the millionaire? Andrew Lloyd Webber. No idea. <laughs> Couldn't begin to guess. <laughs> no, not a clue. Yeah, so uh, that that was... Oh, I just wanted to... And then Top of the Pops finished. That was it. I actually wrote to Jim or Fix It to be on... Uh, to dance with... Pa- Thank God he didn't reply. Yeah. In hindsight, phew. Hindsight, um, oh, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I still do actually, and I just hope maybe we can revive it. Well, yeah, I actually wanted to start my own version of it called Pants People. <laughs> it's just really shit dancing <laughs> in pants, in your period pants, in pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some of them, even though I don't have periods anymore, but it's still they hold the sweat. Yeah. Yeah, the tulip ones, very absorbent. Um, I know, it's gross, isn't it? Ugh, menstruation. Ugh. Who's talking about that? Oh, God. you a female comedian, you're going to talk about that all the time. I've written, like, one joke about it, and everyone's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Time. That's what you're known for now, that one joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about non-periods, then. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got see, I've got another job popped into my head. Oh, go on, go on. So I worked on, I used to work on perfume counters and doing, excuse me, like to test, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, I worked at the time at Phoenix. This is when I was at Union Leicester. I worked at Phoenix department store, which is no longer there, unfortunately, on the makeup counter. And the glass counters constantly having to clean it because when people spray and it goes on so you fingerprints constantly cleaning so this one Saturday morning I'm like ah, cleaning away put the polish down on the counter went down into the thing to get me duster or whatever it was <laughs> come back up and this woman's got me Mr Sheen and spraying it <laughs> <laughs> and she just went well that's nice excuse me duck how much is this a buckle just i just could not i couldn't i, I literally fell to the floor uh, pretending i had an herder and um, my friend looked over colleague and i was literally like that no you're gonna have to come and deal with her i can't <laughs> i got this is too much this is 39 plea from wilco's now fuck off <laughs> oh, i love it and you know when you buy a perfume and you get a free gift with it yeah this is how a woman found out at christmas that her husband was having an affair so she come back in trying to return the free gift and we said you can't return this gift this christmas gift this is a free gift where's the perfume with it so she went away then came back and she went thank you very much for that i'd just like to tell you this is how i found out that my husband was having an affair he'd given the expensive perfume to his mistress and given his wife the free gift <gasps> what a piece of shit oh that um, that's fucking juicy isn't it that i was 
I always used to get that. It, honestly, the stories from behind those counters and watching people. People used to cut through on the way to work. Same people every day, whatever. Cut through, have a squirt of Izzyniaki or whatever you want, right? Yeah. Walk off to work. So I'd be like, all right, coming in for your free perfume. Off you go then. Off you go to work with it. Stop buying it. So I thought, here she comes. And I'd get the bottle and I'd be, all right, just pop that under the counter. Take that off. Take them off. You know, the testers and they'd come through and they'd be like excuse me have you got um have you got any simiac i said no sorry we've run out buy some why it's cheeky that isn't it but my friends used to my friends at college they loved it because uh at uni they'd come in and we'd pretend i pretend i didn't know them yeah and we'd do this because we were doing performing arts we were going hello there can i help you yes just wondered if you've got any of this yes oh let me give you some free testers and i'd just go in and like fill, fill a bag of all the testers so all, all my uni mates just never bought any perfume because they'd all got the little files of things <laughs> happy days friends in high places yeah yeah friends in high perfume places that's what you need isn't it <laughs> i used to know all the top notes middle notes bottom notes of the fragrance it's all the oh it's not worth knowing <laughs> pointless did you enjoy that job i did uh because i didn't buy any perfume for many years <laughs> many years were yeah. there any other reasons why you liked it or was it just theft <laughs> no i did have to buy no i had to buy, I had to buy them because they, they knock it down you see they if they get me to stock they'll go right you can it's any anything like the, if they're changing the makeup on the l'oreal counter they're like that. We've got to get rid of all these things. You're like that. Well, we'll have some of that. Yeah. Ten pence. <laughs> that cheap, but no, um, I can step yeah. in and help. Yeah. Now I have to buy the bloody stuff. I'm so sorry that's happened to you. I know. <laughs> it's a cruel world. I mean, I think again, there's a pattern of the trauma that I have to go through with these jobs. Yeah. That's. <laughs> so, what led you into your current position? Um, the events position or? Yeah. Well, both. So, um, well, my degree, I, I actually went to Birmingham Old Rep Theatre School and they offered me a scholarship to stay on there. And I, I was like, Agamem- I was a Clytemonestro and Agamemnon. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I wasn't going to do very well because I go, do you know what? It'd be really funny here. And they're like, it's a Greek tragedy. I'd be like, no, I know, but it needs to be zhuzhed up a bit. It's a bit boring. <laughs> so, it's a bit dull. I think she'd be like, oh, let's kill people. Anyway, so they offered me a scholarship and I turned it down because I just thought, oh, this is not me. I, I don't know what my motivation is. I haven't got any. So I went to De Montfort Uni and did a combined degree. And my dissertation was on female stand-up comedians. And I worked front of house on, in Jongulers in Leicester back in the day. And right. people like Graham Norton there before they were famous. Jeannie Ashway and uh, Mandy Knight, all of that lot. So I was interviewing them, the, the female comedians at that time for my dissertation. I was thinking, oh, this is great. This is this is what I want to do. And I used to test the mics before the comedians come on. I was, I was like, I really want to do this. Um, and then when I left uni, I just somehow fell into, I went to a broadcast <laughs> company and applied for the wrong job. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So the lads that live next door to our student house, they said, "Oh, there's a job going at a, a production company in Leicester." Um, and the reason I know this is because Andy's girlfriend 
was there and she's left so there's an opening take your cv in so i went into this production company not realizing that the company was upstairs and there was another production company downstairs i should have applied to the one that was upstairs i gave the cv to the one downstairs so i got that job (laughs) (laughs) which is fine because that's how i met my husband because he worked at the same production company oh and then we were made redundant on the same day it's very long we did this maybe we done it on the same day and then he said why don't you you know go into events so he was sharing a house with a producer that worked doing events i said i don't even know what that is and then went and did events through the events industry and organizing corporate gala dinners and stuff and i booked all the entertainment we used to book a, a guy called minty who's a dj but he also ran a company called spanner in the works and they do comedy waitressing so i was like we were we were on a an event in I think it was Tenerife chatting around the table and I just said to him I'd absolutely love to do that that's what I want to do and he went well come and join us so I've been with Spanner in the Works for 20 years so I've done corporate gala dinners uh, weddings we do spoof security we do uh, spoof guests at a wedding I've been uh, a cleaning lady I've been attacked twice oh my god (laughs) yeah I've been thrown through a set of double doors and uh, nearly glassed Oh, person is that yeah. Singapore? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, or equal to, certainly. Okay, now I've said it out loud, maybe it is. But... <laughs> what did you do? What happened? Uh, well, the set of double doors one, that was a corporate gala dinner, and they we start off quite subtle, you see. So, for example, I'll go out with the canapes on a tray, and it's carrot, banana, jelly, baby, and a hula hoop. Mm. And I'll just go, do you want one of these? You know, if the people are standing in a circle chatting... I just barge through with the thing and hold it under the noses going, do you want one of these? And then when they go to take it, I just move away so they don't get it, that sort of thing. And then people are coming up and saying, do you know where the toilet's are? And I go, yeah, and then walk off. Yeah. That's, yeah, I do know where the toilet's are. That's cool, yeah, I do. Thank you. Anyway, so then you get loads and loads of complaints. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we start, it builds, and then we've, we have a workman that sort of starts drilling, and they're like that by this point this is ridiculous i'm going to complain and then that's our cue to what we call break so that they go oh it's an act yeah it's all improvised i don't know what's going to come out of my mouth and so these like this well grown men at this corporate gala dinner thought oh this is be their comedy waitress this will be really funny we'll grab her either side and drag her out so you know that sort of comedy my feet were dragging yeah. Couldn't get out. These two blokes either side of me and then just went like that and threw me through this set of double doors to this conference room and I landed on the floor. Oh, my God. That, that was a week after I'd had a miscarriage. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, yeah. don't touch performers. Well, it's just like, why? I, I still to this day, I don't, you know, it's just like, what are you doing? You don't go up on stage and put, oh, I don't know if a comedian's been punched on stage, but you just, what are you doing? Yeah. It's dangerous stuff. Yeah, you don't know somebody's health, do you? No, no. So um, then the second one was a couple of years ago, actually. It was in a, in a private, um, it was for charity, and it was in somebody's massive house in a marquee. And they, we've done it a couple of years in the trot, so they know that we're spoof. So we stand serving the buffet, like the potatoes as they're coming round. And I, I'm like on the sauces, like the horseradish, and just going like this. Do you want some of this shit on your thing? Do you want, uh, what is it? I've no idea, and it's like I'm poking it. 
and I was chewing chewing gum and obviously this guy had never been there this this was on the same night and he just come up to me and he went I think it's absolutely disgraceful that you are chewing chewing gum while you're surfing it's like get rid of it why are you chewing chewing gum like this and I went oh that because my breath stinks so that was that one so he's having a go at me and then as we're walking we left that and then we walked around the tables and we're having a laugh and a joke with all the punters and I just stood at this one table and I was eating a banana and you know when you're doing it like yeah pushing it through your teeth well he jumped up he was in my face fuck off he went that is absolutely disgusting I went yeah it is isn't it normally we can tell that you know they're not into it and you just move away and you just do yeah. this behind the backs going miserable and everyone else is laughing at them because they're getting so wound up by it and i don't know what it was i was just like yeah it is isn't it nice banana and then he, he just started having a go at me and something like flipped in me normally i'd have walked away i just turned around and, and i just went are you threatening me yeah I said, are you actually threatening me now and he was like yeah you know i'm gonna knock your walking lights out he was doing all this business and i just said i went up and i went you absolute god like this <laughs> at that point he grabbed a glass to glass me and everybody jumped up from the table to hold him back and i was just like you fuck you know going off and and uh, the other span a lot like right, come on let's let's get like, and scene and scene <laughs> And it was just like, don't talk to me like that. I am just, I'm doing a job here. You know, you know we're spoof. But the fact that he was, you know, kicking off. Or it didn't kick off to anybody else. Mm. Was, I was the only female in there. It was like, but why have you not picked on the, the lads, you know? Yeah. I was the one that actually had to leave that gig. And then I found out that this guy had not long been out of prison for GBH. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh. So I drove home angry as anything. How dare he? How dare he? And then I just went in the opposite way. And for about three days afterwards, just went into a bit of a, I can't do this. I can't, I'm too scared to go out. Even doing normal stand-up gigs, I didn't want to go out. Why am yeah. I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? How dare he do this to make me feel like this? And yeah, it was just, it was awful. Really shook me. And it kind of hit me sort of later on. Yeah. And then I sort of turned it into anger of going, how dare he make me feel like that? How dare you? So I yeah. used that as fuel. And then I just thought about it afterwards. I thought, he's probably never been called a cunt before to his face by anyone, never mind a woman. Mm. And that's why he kind of, you know, jumped up and did what, what he did. But I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. He shook oh. me. I didn't didn't gig for quite a while after that. I can imagine. That's awful. Top jobs. Yeah. But then, like, that's it, isn't it? Like you say, you know, um, you know, people, oh, sexism doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, it's clear when he chose the woman to do that to, not, uh, you know, any of the men. Um, yeah. Because it's it's okay to intimidate a woman. It's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. It's, um, I think when awful. I did actually finally get get back on stage, I was like, ah, oh, come on then, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like that. Come on then, bring it on. You're just right, mate. It's nice to have a benchmark, isn't it? At least no one tried to glass me. It's like this well, maybe you have to go go through Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you have to go through that to realise, you know. No. No. Not really. No. I don't know. I don't know why I feel so scared when I'm on stage. I really don't. 
I don't need to build character anymore. I've got so much character. Please give me money. Yeah, yeah. it's character building for you, is it? I'm not that bothered, to be honest, about building it anymore, like you say. Wow. Yeah. This is bringing it all back to me. I'm just going to curl up in a ball after this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no right, that's like flashbacks of PTSD, whatever it's called. <laughs> PSD, P- RSVP. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that this is pretty much our time, uh, but it's been wonderful to have you. Um, we're leaving on a high note. <laughs> we were leaving on that high note of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you got anything that you would like to plug? What are your socials? Um, well, yeah, so um, this is a podcast and nobody can see uh, see the back <laughs> bedroom, but I am actually in the back bedroom. Um, live from the back bedroom is where my Crafting with Carol character performs. So I think if people can follow us on the socials, um, Sarah Johnson comedian on Facebook and uh, the Twitters and all that malarkey would be marvellous because I am doing sort of regular Crafting with Carol shows if there is anybody out there I would actually love to take Carol out on the road and when I say out on the road not in the middle of the road <laughs> um, she'd be scared of that but I wanted to do a tour with her do some shows now I'm not talking about going into a little side theatre room you know that kind of thing I want to go to WR I want to go to the Rotary Club, cricket club, bowling clubs. Yeah. I want to take it to the people. Yeah, I think that would be excellent. Where my audience is, they are sitting mostly. Um, <laughs> early afternoon, yeah. rather than late, because we want to get home. Uh huh. You know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. Um, so if anybody has got a WY or a gardening club or some kind of social event like that, that they would like Crafting with Carol, please do get in touch. Um, and, and I've also got my new T-shirt merch designed by the lovely Katie Pritchard. Pritchard. Um, she turned my ideas into reality, uh, trying to explain to her what I wanted, going, I want what I'm actually wearing at the minute is um, a chakra t-shirt but the chakras are balls of wool yeah it looks beautiful it is it is very very lovely yeah um so yes i've got uh merch as well so yes just get carol out there really yeah let's do it oh and i can knit anything you want if anybody wants anything knitting (laughs) and i've made all these as well i make lampshades out of uh, people have been leaving their gin bottles they, i don't drink gin all these have been left by my neighbors my friends <laughs> treating my porch like a bloody bottle bank oh no i make lampshades to go on their bottles <laughs> in their recycling <laughs> they look great though it costs you a lot to uh gather them That's a, yeah 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 i don't yeah. drink but, <laughs> but yeah fantastic oh, it was on the socials ain't it yeah well thank you for coming on take care